You are listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. We exist to inspire people to live and love like Jesus. For more information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. Good morning, church. I'm going to keep saying it until everybody tells me good morning. Good morning, church. Let me know, are you excited to be in the house of God today? Amen. Excited to learn something from his word together. I hope that this week has been a week that's full of good things and not just good things, but God things, right? Um, good things and God things are always the same. Amen? Amen? And so let's exchange God thing, good things for God things and just pray that he does something powerful in our midst. We are in the week two of a series called Time. And this series has just been burning in my heart for some time. And really, it's just coming straight out of my journal as God has been teaching me about this subject. And last week, we used that verse that we just looked at as a launching point. And what a beautiful verse. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And that time is this most precious commodity. And when you really look at it, that's not really hard to see, is it? Because the time that you, once it's gone, it's gone. Right? You, you, you don't get it back. Once, once days are gone, you don't get them back. And the other really harsh and maybe a little bit depressing reality is you never know how much you're going to get. It's just the reality. And you know what's funny is we don't appreciate time until like it's gone. It's funny that we have to, something has to be threatened to be taken from us before we truly value it. Amen, somebody. Like, you know what? You know where we hear the most sermons about time? At funerals. And for the man in the coffin, it's over, bro. Time. And last week, just to kind of, if, if I could just recap it quickly, the reality is to make the most of it, if you want to make the most of it, you have to use it purposefully. And that you can live for your desires or you can live for God's purposes. But if you live for your desires, it's going to lead down this path of living in, on emotion instead of intention. And you're going to start making bad decisions instead of good decisions. And the reality is if, uh, the only way to make the most of your time is to live on purpose to, for God. And I talked about how purpose leads to priorities, which unlocks the potential of time. Without purpose, you can't have priorities. Without priorities and purpose coming together. But when those two things meet, when you understand that you have a purpose in this life, that God has created you on purpose for purpose, and when his purpose comes to be the thing that you desire most, and you allow his purpose to determine your priorities, then it unlocks the full potential of your time. But the reality of time is, like, we have to deal with, like, it's in three different spheres, is it not? And some of y'all saw exercise balls up here, and you're like, oh, no. But the time is really, is, is broken down, if, if we talk about it in, in truth, is in three different spheres of times in our lives, right? Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And as I said last week, your time is your life. And so it's just not yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's, it's what was, what is, what will be. Who you were, who you are, who you want to be. And you could, you could dig in a little bit deeper, right? Your memories, your reality, and your dreams. And does anybody like me, you, you find it difficult to manage the tension of these three spheres? Help me preach this morning. You with me say amen? Like we, we're, we're living in the tension of these three spheres. And, and these three spheres are actual reality of time. 
And you know what? Anybody else struggle with, with balancing these three arenas? Trying to figure out how to manage them. And now, now it's easy to feel like you, you kind of need to elevate one or the other. And, and that's what I tend to do. Come on. And, and figuring out how, how you deal with yesterday and how, how you look at tomorrow and how you steward today and trying to figure out how to manage all these tensions. And can anybody else be with me? Like, I don't really do that very well very often. And, and, and can, the one that most gets neglected in my, li- in my life, today. And probably as you're coming in here today, you're not carrying today. I would submit that most of you in the room walked in carrying either yesterday or tomorrow. Because see, the reality is, this is kind of hard to let go of, isn't it? And like you, ju- you just see in yesterday, some of y'all are thinking about yesterdays when life was a lot different and for a lot of people yesterday was a lot easier than what you're trying to deal with today and really easier in the light of what you feel like tomorrow may look like and so basically you've, you've stepped in today really holding on to yesterday. And I, I thought about this illustration that I try to pick both these up at the same time, but I'm going to go and say that that probably won't happen. Because <laughs> it's difficult to try to carry yesterday and today. <laughs> y'all are laughing, but this is the way most of y'all are walking around. And it's just as difficult for you in your life as it is for me up here. And there's people that are telling you, you just need to let it go. Like you've been, you, there's people that are convinced you just let it roll. There are some people telling you like, that's what you got to do. Because today is just enough. Like you, you need to let go of yesterday so that you can live for today. And you just need to start figuring things out. And you know what? You need to get over it. Do you want to punch them in the face as bad as I do? And what you found is, like, you've tried that. And maybe for a moment it worked. And you let yesterday get away from you. But eventually you go back and get it. Come on. Like, you're convinced that it's always going to be a part of your life. Like, there's no letting it go. There's no real way to deal with it. Now, but some of you, like, you're, you're different. You are consumed by tomorrow. And you're trying to juggle what b- would be. That, you know what, Yester- yesterday really doesn't matter to you. Like, you, you, you've, you've gotten over it. You've let it go. You've, you've fixed it. You've, but, but this is the dominating thing of your time. But can we all agree that we try to kind of do, do this as well? I'm not going to try that again. Right? Come on. And we're just, we're just thinking about tomorrow and what could be and what if and what might be. 
and we're playing all the scenarios that could happen. And you know what? Most of the scenarios we play out aren't the good ones. Come on. They're the bad ones. And see, what happens is where if we hold on to yesterday, we live in shame and guilt. But if we get a hold too much of tomorrow and we just kind of hold on to it and never really leverage today, what we do here is if, if that's shame and guilt, this is fear and worry. And then we read passages like this. Psalm 118, 24. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice. What? Say it, church. Today and be glad. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Or remember the words of Jesus. The Lord's Prayer is something that, that most of us can quote if we've grown up in the church, if we've been around very long. Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, give us today our daily bread. Have you ever noticed that? Like most of us, we won't like that prayer. God, give us our, today our daily bread and a little bit for tomorrow and maybe the next day as well. Okay, in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus said, give us today our daily bread. Like what we need for today, what we need to sustain us today, what we need to fill our belly, bellies today. Give us today our daily bread. Or later on in that very same chapter, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we live in the tension of all throughout Scripture where we're called to, to leverage today. Yet we're living in the tension of trying to manage yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so, like, here's the question, and I'm trying to preach this. Can I be honest with you? When I haven't really figured it out. How, how do we... How do we Leverage today. How do we live in today? How do we get the most out of, of this sphere of time that we need to while we're still looking at these other spheres? And this is what I found here. You know, I, I get the whole, the whole thing of we got to let go of our past. We, we got to let go of yesterday. But, but can I tell you what I've discovered? Timing is everything. Because if you let go of yesterday too soon, you don't learn the lessons you need to lean into tomorrow. Come on. Like some of us, if, if we let go of yesterday too soon, if we let go of yesterday before we've leveraged the lessons that it has, then we're going to be in deep trouble. And some of us, we're stuck here because guess what? God's like, I will let you move forward when you learn what you need to learn. I feel like God tells me sometimes, I'm begging him to teach me something new. And he's like, I'm ready for you to learn to apply what I have already taught you. You can't handle what I've given you, and you're trying to beg me for something more? Anybody relate? See, if you, if you let go of yesterday too soon, if you let go before you've learned, you put today and tomorrow in jeopardy because you're going to keep making the same mistakes. Draining today and tomorrow out of its potential. But if you hold on to it too long, if you let it linger too long, you have just as great a danger of getting stuck. And you step into today with this just kind of hanging over your head, and it continues to drain all the potential out of your time.
If you're with me, will you say amen? Just let me know I'm making sense. But here's the reality too. Like, so okay, if we can, if, if timing is everything here, we gotta learn to let it go at the right time. Like we've gotta make sure we've leveraged the lessons of yesterday. But see, we still have to deal with the tension of, of tomorrow. And see, if, if we lean into it, if we try to get there too quickly, we get there before we're really ready. And what happens is, the promise of tomorrow, if, if we get them before we're really ready, we mismanage them, and we misuse them, and we waste them, and we squander them. Come on. If we try to get there too quickly, if we stumble on in there too quickly, we can mismanage it. But you know what? If we, if we don't think about tomorrow at all, we, we don't go into it prepared and ready. So we've got to find a way. What's the answer? If we're going to get tomorrow, y'all pray for me as I try to put this thing where it won't fall. That's what happens when you lean on music people to help you do something. Just kidding. So how do we deal with all this? How do we make the most out of today when we're looking back at an unchangeable past and looking forward at an uncertain future? And see, you know what I've also found out? That when tomorrow seems further away from today than yesterday, my natural tendency is to focus here. Because it seems like that's a shorter distance for me to go because I want to go somewhere. Am I making any sense? And you know what I've also found? Like, when I get here, it feels like tomorrow moves. What? Anybody with me? Like, I'm, I made strides. I, I went forward, and now, like, God, you move tomorrow. And see, there's some things, like, we, we feel like, well, like, God's made us this promise and, like, given us, like, a specific time frame or whatever. And, like, like, like my son... Uh, on Friday, I came home, you know, and I, I was here for setup and stuff like that. I, I walked in the door, and he's like, Daddy, can we jump on the trampoline? I know y'all told y'all last week that, like, I go jump on the trampoline. Friday, I didn't. I was just like, no, nah, dude, I ain't jumping. I said, tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll jump on the trampoline. So the first thing he asked me when he got out of the bed, guess what? He said, Daddy, it's tomorrow. Let's go jump on the trampoline. Like, he, he knew that, like, his father had said, Tomorrow. And there's sometimes you feel like God says tomorrow, and so like you get into tomorrow, and you feel like, oh, it's tomorrow. Rain it down, Lord. Come on. And then I remember, you remember that scripture that, G, that the Bible says that, that a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, and maybe your tomorrow and God's tomorrow ain't the same tomorrow. Come on. God didn't lie to you. He just sees it different than you see it. That's good preaching, man. Thank you, man. That's a good job. There you go. <laughs> So how do you how do you leverage those things? And see, so here comes the dilemma of the sermon. I'm trying to figure it out. 
And so I don't, have a, I don't have a great formula for you today, but I have some things I just want to teach you that God's been teaching me. And, and, and I'm not saying it, it's perfect because, because I tend to, to do this for a while. I tend to hold on to the day and, and live in it and, and focus on it. And, and notice there's, I'm very intentional with the words I'm using. I didn't say live for today. I said live in today. Come on, do you know the difference? Because there's people who tell you live for today. No, don't live for today. Live for something so much bigger. See, if you live for today, you'll be selfish and impulsive and, and you'll, you'll be mismanage your time. I'm, talking about, I'm not saying live for today. I'm saying live in today. Does that make sense? There's, there's a difference. We know a lot of people that live for today. And that's why they divorced five times and got tons of debt. Come on. Because, see, today, if we live for today, we live on those emotions and those, those feelings and all that kind of stuff. But when we live in today, it's learning how. This is what, living in today means leveraging the lessons of yesterday while leaning into the promises of tomorrow. You understand? You see that I didn't say step all the way in or step all the way away. You leverage the lessons of yesterday. And you, you lean in to the promises of tomorrow. And when you do that in today, you begin to use your time in a way that God desires for you. Because see, my past, it matters. Your past, it matters. It shaped you. It does not define who you are, but it shaped who you are becoming. Amen, somebody. Come on. Like, your, your past does not define you, but it has shaped you. And so it matters. And it impacts today. And it's impacting tomorrow. It, it, it's having those, all these things are so interconnected that we have to learn how to steward them and manage them well. But I would say to you that the, the first step to leveraging today is understand that the most important day of your life is today. The most important day of your life is today. Because how, what you do today determines the impact of your yesterday and the potential of your tomorrow. What you do today determines the impact. Will it define you or will it shape you? Will you, will you get there or will you get stuck? The impact of your today, it matters. Today is the most important day of your life. What you do today determines the impact of yesterday and the potential of tomorrow. And see, we get impatient, though, don't we? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Moses, who wrote the scripture that we talked about, he had to lead a group of people that had a really hard time dealing with these spheres. Go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 30. It's in, it's in your notes. It's in, it's in the notes tab. If you're taking along, if you're following along with me this morning as we, as we just look at this thing. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30. And understand, Deuteronomy chapter 30, Moses is, is now writing to a group of people. The, the, the nation of Israel, again, you know the story. They were in slavery 450 years in Egypt. Finally, God used Moses to bring them out of that and said, you know what? I'm going to take you from where you were to where you're supposed to be. I'm going to give you this promised land. And now they're on this journey between their yesterday and their tomorrow. And if you don't know the story, for 40 years, they just kind of get stuck and they wander around. And now I don't believe that was because God really wanted it that way. I think there was things that were happening in them. And they had 40 years of todays to deal with yesterday and tomorrow. 
And had they learned how to leverage today better, I don't think it would have took them 40 years. Matter of fact, a whole generation is lost. And when Moses is writing Deuteronomy, he's talking to people that watched basically the generation before them mismanage today so poorly that they were never completely able to step away from yesterday and into tomorrow. And what he's hoping is, don't make the same mistakes of the generation before you. Like, you can step into your destiny. You can step into your future. But the key to it is leveraging the lessons of today so that you can lean into the promises of tomorrow. And this is what he says. Deuteronomy chapter 30, go to verse 1. It says, when all these blessings and curses that I have set before you come on you, and you have taken them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, and according to everything I have commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate you and persecute. You will again obey the Lord and follow all his commands I am giving you today. Verse 11. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. What God is asking from you for you today is not beyond your reach. See, some of us are trying to reach towards tomorrow or reach back towards yesterday, and it's frustrating when you can't reach it. Come on. It's frustrating when you can't reach it. And when you can't reach it, sometimes you'll do extreme things to try to reach it. The day I walked in and my daughter is standing on the counter in my kitchen because something that she wanted was out of her reach. And so she stood up on the counter to reach it. And I'm thinking, if you take one step off the counter, you will fall and break your neck. And so there's some people like, you're about to break your neck because you're reaching for something that you're not supposed to be reaching for quite yet. And you're getting frustrated and you're getting mad at God and he's trying to say to you because you're reaching for something I'm not quite ready to give you. But what I have for you today, come on, what I have for you today is within your reach. Now I'm commanding you to, what I'm commanding you to do today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. Verse 12. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get to it and proclaim it to us so we can obey it. No, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. In other words, today, what stands before you today 
What lies ahead of you right now, right this very moment, today, is within your grasp, and it's necessary, and it's needed, and if you want to get beyond all the pain and baggage and frustration and guilt and shame of yesterday, and if you want to step into all the promise and power and potential of tomorrow, then you have to be willing and ready to leverage all that I have for you today. And all those things that I have for you are going to help you learn the lessons that you need to move past yesterday and lean into the promises of tomorrow. But the problem is, even all that, it sounds overwhelming, doesn't it? See, it's hard to feel like you can live for today or live in today when that seems so messy and that seems so uncertain. And, and it's easy just to get overwhelmed. And I think that's what Moses is trying to get his people. Look, I, look, I know you're overwhelmed because I know you've watched a generation miss out. I know that you, you, you've heard all the stories of, of the, 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 the Egyptian slavery and all the past. And I know you've heard all these promises for years. And it's been all this time that's gone by. So it's really, really overwhelming. And what I find, you know what I need, I have to do when I get overwhelmed is I have to bring it down to a smaller scale. And I think that's what Moses is trying to do. He's trying to scale it down and say, today, just for today, be obedient to God. Just for today, hear his voice, listen and respond, just for today. And so that's kind of what I want to call you to do this morning is just for today, what is God calling you to do? You know what? Being a good dad to my kids for a lifetime is overwhelming. So I look at what my kids are facing in the next 10 years or 15 years and what they're going to go through and what they're going to experience and living in a world of social media and create all this craziness. And you know what? When I think about what I'm going to have to lead them through down the road, it's overwhelming. But you know what? I just have to say, just for today, be a good dad. Just for today, have the conversations that are needed. Just for today, speak into their lives. <laughs> Trying to stay married for a lifetime seems really overwhelming. It does. But just for today, what do you need to do as a spouse? Just for today, what do, you, what, what do you need to do? What are you having to do just for today? Staying sober for another year or month or week seems impossible. Just for today, make the right choice. You feel so broken and financially messed up and, and, and trying to fix it seems overwhelming. Just for today, make the decisions that you need to make to start stepping towards healing and restoration. Just for today. You can't fix all the things that need fixing. You can't heal all the things that need healing. But just for today, you can do the things you need to do to start becoming who God has called you to be just for today. So I'm gonna, if, if we're going to manage all these fears properly, 
Can I ask you just a question? Just for today, what do you need to do? Just for today. There's such an emptiness from what you've lost for yesterday, you don't think you're ever going to make it to tomorrow just for today. Sometimes, sometimes survival is success. Just getting through today. See, you think success is, is healing your marriage and making it all better and everybody laughing again, but maybe success is just today, ending today, still being married. And maybe it's even something just, just, just as simple. Just for today, eat right. Just for today, go work out. Just for today, read your word. Some of you think you hear me talk about spending time alone with God, and you think, there's no way I can do that every day for the rest of my life. Just for today, find a quiet place and get alone with God. Just for today, worship him. There's some people in the room, like, like you still are, are, are thinking about choosing this whole Jesus thing and trying to figure out, and you think, there's no way I can be a good Christian. There's no way I can follow Jesus. There's no way. Just for today, choose Jesus and let him begin to do a work in your life. Paul would say in Corinthians, today is the day of salvation. Just for today, surrender your heart. And then you know what? You get up tomorrow, and just for today, and just for today, just for today. What do you need to do today? Maybe today you need to accept Jesus. You need to surrender your heart to him. Allow him to become Lord of your life. Maybe today you need to go public with your faith in baptism. We have the baptism pull out today because we have some folks that wanted to get baptized and said, can we get baptized on this date? And we said, absolutely. And maybe that wasn't you, but maybe you're here. And what you just need to do today is get up out of your seat, walk through those back doors, have a conversation with a couple of our pastors, and go public with your faith and bat through baptism. If that's you, if that's what you need to do today, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and stand up from your seat, walk out those aisles, go through those back doors. Two of our pastors are going to be there to meet you, have a conversation with you, and tell you about what's going to happen next. We, we have towels, we have shirts, we have shorts, we have everything you need to just for today be obedient. Just for today, what is he calling you to do? You bow your heads, close your eyes with me. Just for today. Just for today, be kind. Just for today, love well. Just for today, be patient. Just for today, don't worry. Just for today, trust God. Just for today, believe the best. Just for today, be encouraging. Just for today. Father, I pray that as we worship you this morning, as we sing your praises, and as we continue to allow you to work, that you would speak into the hearts and lives of the people in this room. Whatever you're commanding them to do today is not beyond their reach. It's not too difficult. It's not too much. It's not overwhelming. And God, I pray that your voice would be heard as real as it ever has as to what you are calling us to do today. Work, Lord. Spirit, move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand. Worship with us. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net.